welcome and thanks for tuning in to Real People, Real Talk. Relevant conversations that take you from surviving to thriving. This is the podcast that goes there. My name is Paul Calco and I'm your host. Now let's talk. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Whatever time you are listening to this, we are just so glad and so grateful that you have tuned in. Today's episode is all about thriving in your physical health. We are going to have a dynamic conversation at the intersection of faith and fitness. Now, here is the scripture of the day to frame this episode. It is penned by the Apostle Paul from 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 and 20. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit within you? Whom you have from God, you are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body, and we'll unpack that later. My guest today is the CEO of Fit Coach USA, which offers a private fat loss coaching and a 12-week transformational program called Fit for Heaven. I love that. He is a nationally certified personal trainer, weight loss specialist, and a behavior change specialist. But above all that, He is a disciple of Christ, a loving father, and a loving husband. Welcome to the show, Coach Matthew Gay. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. I'm excited to to speak with you guys today. Yes. So a little behind the scenes for my dear listener. Uh, We met through TikTok, and I love everything that has going on with faith and fitness, and we're going to find out more. But first things first, I would love to hear a little bit about your story so could you just tell us how did you get started in this field? Yeah. So actually, um, so I, <laughs> it's funny because the first thing that the Lord did with me is actually get me to take him seriously. And that was, that was through a pretty dramatic situation. In 2009, I was in a car accident. I was in a, a conversion van with four others who we were coming back from a business trip, a conference. And uh, that van was breaking down. So we were going about 20 miles per hour, trying to get off into the shoulder, going up the Roth bridge. And uh, the driver of an 18-wheeler had fallen asleep, and he hit us so hard that it killed the girl that was sitting behind me, fractured four vertebrae in my spinal cord, um, lacerated my spleen and my liver, broke my pelvis in half, um, and just destroyed pretty much everybody in the van except for the guy that was sitting next to me, which is good because he was the only person that could open the door because I didn't have a door on my side. Mm. Entire thing exploded, um, changed my life. Doctors didn't know if I was going to be able to walk again, if I was going to be able to have kids. Um, so that experience really woke me up and it made me really realize that you can wake up. I mean, most people, if you think about it, statistically speaking, most people who die, right. They wake up that morning expecting to go to bed at that night, like everybody else. That's true. Right. You're not thinking about today seems like the day I might die. You know, like nobody knows that. So fast forward, we, um, heal up and we moved out to Los Angeles for a company, the same company that I was in when I, we got into the car accident and um, some bad stuff happened. We had to move back to Virginia and I started working for Valley Total Fitness. And that was my first introduction really into the gym industry. But I was totally out of shape. Like <laughs> I, I had still had back some back pain from the car accident and healing up. I had a se- I still to this day have a seven inch rod in my pelvis. Mm. So I had that. Um, I had b- before this, you know, all the dabbling that I had done involved a lot of like drugs and alcohol and partying and cigarettes and all that stuff. So I was still dealing with that um, and was gradually being delivered from a lot of those things, um, which is why that the pastor had said, you're playing with God. You need to stop playing with God. Um, so when I started working at Valleys, I was not 
the type of person that should be doing tours, which is what I was hired to do, giving tours, encouraging people to join the gym, start taking their health more seriously. I was a total hypocrite, <laughs> total salesman, right? So um, I actually started to work out a little bit myself. I was, you know, a little envious of the, the trainers, you know, and had these big old chests and small waist. And I was like, I'm the opposite way. I'm <laughs> no chest, no arms, but I got this, you know, big old belly. And so I need to do something about this man and uh, started working out. And that got me going. I will say that a part of my desire to help people comes from the physical therapy I went mm-hmm. through and how they built me back up and restored me yeah. back to health. And a part of my, my heart really just wants to see people restored and, and, and to, bring them to a place where they're able to live with free physical freedom that they, you know, they, they should have. But the other part of it just comes from, you know, what I realized fitness did for me. So if we fast forward even more, um, I ended up becoming a personal trainer in 2013. And um, that is where my actual coaching career started. Um, and uh, it took me, I would say, a few years before I realized that fitness was my ministry that mm. had separated the two for I kept praying and God give me an opportunity to serve you and make a living doing it. I got to feed my family right like I just had a kid you know we had just lost a business that's a whole nother story but we had just lost a business two months before I had a kid be born and um, I had to make money but at the same time I was so zealous for the Lord um, in 2013 I was really really stepping into this thing that um, I was like, I don't want to do anything but like evangelize and share the gospel. And, you know, I had a young adult ministry. And nice. This whole fitness thing feels like it's pulling me away from that, man. Like it was irritated with fitness because it felt like it was pulling me away from serving the Lord. So that's that's kind of what got me started. Mm-hmm. Coach, man, what an incredible, um, touching story, man. This kind of reminds me that life is precious. Um, health is precious. And I love your tagline where you said, like, fitness is your ministry, which leads me directly into, like, your approach. Like, you believe in a Christ-centered approach. And so could you unpack that philosophy, a Christ-centered approach to fitness? And also fitness is your ministry. And so I know those align together. Mm -hmm. Tell me more about that. When we're following Christ, all things now are really subject to him. We're doing it all for his glory. It's for his honor. Like, he's leading this thing, right? And so... It's, it's interesting how when I grew up in the church, fitness was not a part of any ministry. It wasn't talked about. A lot of people were out of shape, pastor included, right? So I just didn't even see <laughs> any correlation. And a lot of Christians still don't. So I'll, I'll attack one. Um, f- first and foremost, the, the philosophy behind a faith-inspired uh, approach to fitness. My company is called um, Fit Coach USA. I have a nonprofit called Fit Church USA. And the, the program we run, Fit for Heaven, that FIT is an acronym for faith-inspired training. That's what FIT means for us. Nice. So that idea comes from, or if we kind of unpack that a little bit, it means Christ-centered, spirit-driven, self-discipline, right? Faith-inspired training, right? So what we're thinking here is all that we do in the kitchen, in, at work, in marriage, it is for God's glory. It's for his honor in some way, shape or form. What I am doing should be glorifying him, pleasing to him. Right. And so my body is his temple. You talked about this at the beginning of the, uh, the, the episode, right. First Corinthians six, 19 and 20. So if my body is truly his temple, I'm just a steward, right? I can say it's mine and dress up how I want to, but make a plant, whatever it is, but ultimately it's his, I'm just a steward, right? 
He's the landlord. I got to take care of it a certain way. And this is out of respect. And I think of Solomon's temple, right? And all of its intricate detail, the instruction that he was given to develop this temple, to build this temple, right? It's for the Lord. And so we think about that temple. We have to consider that there was a certain way that we were, that they were to go about treating the temple, caring mm-hmm. for the temple, entering into the temple, places that they went, what they needed to do before they went certain places. There was a way that they had to deal with the temple in order to truly honor God, show respect for his holiness and glory, right? So how much more so the temple that he made with his own very hands, far more intricate than anything Solomon ever was able to develop. How much more should we now honor that with the way that we treat it and what we put into it? They wouldn't have just taken any old dead animal to sacrifice into the temple. Or, you know, like they, there was a way that they went about treating that temple and there's a way that we have to treat this temple. So how we approach health and fitness, nutrition, it needs to be not separate from our walk with Christ, but a lot, as a form of worship to Christ and as a part of our walk with Christ. Our motto is love Jesus live healthy. And you could put a comma, a period, a question mark after love Jesus. Like if you love Jesus, then live healthy. If you love Jesus, then live healthy. It's yes. it's a command. It's a question. It's a response. But that's the idea right here. Coach, you are preaching, sir. Like the key word there, there's a lot of keys in, the, in, in that, but the key word there was steward. Like we, we know about stewarding our money, stewarding our time, but how are we stewarding our body And I also love what you said, looking at fitness as a form of worship. And that's what the Lord has been like dealing in my heart. And it really convicted me of earlier in this year. Like, how can I be, you know, sold out for God, preaching the gospel, but I'm not stewarding my body well. I'm not getting enough sleep. I'm on the couch too much. Um, I'm I'm overeating. And so I was like, I need to look at exercise, look at my fitness journey as a way of worship and stewarding my temple and my body that he has given me and to steward that well. So I love your take on that. You know, yeah, it is something that when we actually as believers, we place Christ at the center of our health journey. It makes it so much easier to stay motivated and to keep doing the things that we find hard to do consistently, right? Like people, I hear so many Christians say, I need to live better. I need to do better, but I can't find the motivation. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's because the motivation is to fit into those genes or to look better or something that now, because you are made new, you've been born again, you're regenerated. It doesn't matter as much. If you were in the world and and acting of the world, those things maybe would matter more. And to some degree, maybe they do, right? Self-confidence and how you look and blah, 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 right? I get that. But as believers, our deepest devotion is now who? Christ. Mm-hmm. So if what I'm doing doesn't in my mind connect to my deepest devotion, it's going to just feel like another thing to do. It's not that important. But when we realize that it is actually directly connected to our deepest devotion, which is the Lord, it changes everything. Now my suffering, now my discipline, now perseverance, now steadfastness, now love, now self-care, now my influence on my children and my friends. Oh, shoot. That's all impacted by how I treat myself. I'm loving my neighbor as myself right so i need to not treat myself like crap (laughs) (laughs) for real treat ourselves like crap feed ourselves crap and and to the fellow christian out there stop saying i can't because you have the greater one living on the inside of you to the holy ghost field christian you have the holy spirit there to enable you to do what god has called you to do philippians 4 13 the bible says i can do all things through Christ who strengthened us. And that's not talking about you can be anything at any time, but it's talking about the things that God has called you to do. You can do that. And I believe that God has called you, he has called, has called all of us to fitness. 
I'm not saying we all got to have a six pack. I'm not saying we all got to run a marathon, but God has called us to fitness. It's self-care. I mean, and I I always take people back to Genesis. I mean, if if you're, when we're talking about things, you know, how should we approach certain things? We need to look at the origin. How did it start? Right. Even Mm -hmm. like when we're approaching church, right. How is the church supposed to be developed? Well, how did the church start? What were they doing when the church first started? Let's look at acts. Right. So when it comes to health and fitness, Let's look at Genesis when he created mankind and his body and his food, right? And so he he made it pretty clear how we were supposed to operate, right? Like what he put in the garden, what he gave us the ability to do with our hands and feet, right? Like he's pretty he made it pretty clear. And so if we if we really just think about the way that God has designed us to to live, it, it simplifies, you know, the 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 concept, the idea of what it means to live a healthy life. Mm-hmm. All that was good. And I believe, coach, that there are two components to physical health. You have the fitness side and you have the nutrition side. And you was hitting on that when you was talking about Genesis. And so like, what words of wisdom would you give to the person that may struggle on the nutrition side? Yeah, it it really is dependent on why you're struggling with nutrition. If you want to live a healthy life and you want to, if you want, if you're trying to eat healthy, don't, don't complicate it don't jump on whatever diet seems it's going to, if you're trying to lose weight, get you to lose it the fastest. Like it's not about that. They they don't know you, right? Like it's just a concept and it's it's proven by science and that's great, but it has nothing to do with you or how sustainable it is for you, your lifestyle, where your body's at, right? Make it about the Lord. Let like, Mm. I, I, I'm a fan of biblical nutrition, right? So I talked about this. He gave them everything that bears seed as food, right? Or as meat or basically meaning food. So fruits, vegetables, you've got that. Then in Genesis nine, we see him talking to Noah. He says, Hey, every living animal, I also give to you. At first I gave you you everything with that, that bears the seed. Now I also give you animals as well too. So you've got lean meats, right? You've got animal products, right? We've got, you know, different milks and dairy products and whatnot. Then we've also got vegetables and fruits and stuff like that. That is eating from the hands of God. He made animals right. and he made fruits and vegetables, Now, you can either fill up your life and your diet with things that man has created out of what God made, or you can primarily eat what God made directly. And you can say, oh, well, everything's got pesticides on it. That's fine. But they're not recreating Mm. what God has made. They're preserving what God has created. And they have to do it some way, shape, or form because you're not starting a farm. So unless you're going to start a farm, you kind of got to deal with with, with the the next best option, which is what do the farmers have to do? They're still growing it from the earth. They didn't make it in a lab, right? They take the seed, they put it in the ground, the water, all that happened. It's grown. And yes, they're protecting it from bugs and animals and they need to preserve it to get to you in America. If it was grown in Cuba, whatever it is, but it's still from, it's, Still, when you see a pineapple, when you see an apple, when you see a banana, that was God's vision. That wasn't man's vision. That was his vision. So you're still eating from his hands. You're still eating according to what he thought about in the heavenly realm and put here on earth for you. So you're going to thrive when you eat more from what I say, the hands of God, than if you eat from the hands of man, right? God, make the tree. You can take the tree and make a sword and, and use it for the wrong things, right? Or you can you know, you can take the tree and turn it into something good. Well, the same thing with food. We can take food. We can take what God has created and we can make chips and fried chicken and whatever else. And we can eat that all the time, or we can make, you know, smoothies and other stuff or whatever it is. So how, how can I take what God has created? If I am going to eat something that is made with my own hands or created by man's hands uh, and, and keep it, keep it healthy. 
right? Mm -hmm. Or just eat directly whole food items, which is the thing that is still in the form that God intended it to be in the first place. Yeah. That's the nutritional piece. And so biblical, so practical, and it's pointing us about to point us back to Genesis, the fruits, the vegetables, the meats. And similar to you, I don't believe in diets. I believe in sustainable lifestyle changes because once the fad diet is over, and you can speak to this better than I can, a lot of people are more likely to gain that weight back. And so this is, I'm going to tell you what has worked for me is I've lost 16 pounds over the last three months and all glory to God was able to keep it off. Um, I pack a super healthy lunch when I go to work. So that could be a smoothie, that could be a protein shake, that could be a salad. And then my dinner that I enjoy with my wife is less restrictive. So I'm aiming for something that's going to be personally sustainable. I can't, you know, weigh out my food and eat a smoothie for lunch and dinner. And I'm not saying that you should, but I'm doing what works for me. And another thing before I kick it back to um, coach here, another thing that's worked for me is I stop drinking my calories. Man, I love a good Dr. Pepper especially being out here in Houston and Texas. We love our Dr. Pepper. And so I've been drinking less of that and been doing like, I put like some, I have lemon water, put some lemon in water, have it overnight. And it has a a taste to it. When you begin to look at the nutritional value or lack thereof in these Cokes and these Sprites, and you see the amount of sugar, I was just drinking my calories. No way I couldn't lose this good because of all this Dr. Pepper. And so you, you have spoken um, so excellently as it relates to the, nutritional side now what yeah. words of wisdom would you give to those that are struggling on the fitness side and help these people like myself to get off the couch more yeah yeah it's funny i actually just wrote a blog about this and it's on getfitforheaven.com but i'm writing a book called love jesus live healthy and we're right now i'm working on purposeful movement and one of the things that i'm speaking to in this is some of the reasons why people don't exercise mm. i don't know what i'm doing i don't like exercise right so I'll speak to one of those, which is for a lot of folks are not working out because they don't like exercise. Well, a lot of times the reason they don't like exercising is because it makes you feel stupid, Mm. right? If you don't know what you're doing, right? Or it's just difficult for you. Nobody likes to feel like they're not good at something. So they're not going to do things they don't feel good at, (laughs) right? It's funny though, because fitness is one of the things that builds a part of you that transcends every area of your life. Because one, you are now bringing a challenge upon yourself, Right. That's one of the, that's, there's few things that allow yourself to like to allow you that allow you to bring challenge upon yourself that produces perseverance, strength, endurance that also, that also applies to other areas of your life. When we challenge ourselves, right. But it, it makes it easier for us when life throws challenges at us because we're mm-hmm. used to embracing challenge. We're used to feeling discomfort. We've learned to navigate discomfort well, emotionally, mentally, and physically, obviously, if you're working out. So somebody who's struggling to work out, I would say, start small, Mm -hmm. do what you can. My, for me personally, I prefer to approach fitness in a way that doesn't require motivation because it is the motivation. Mm. So I like playing sports. I like going for bike rides. I like walking. I like going to the beach. I like volleyball. I I have fun. They're not workouts to me. They're just me loving life and enjoying myself. Now, I also, because I needed to heal and build strength after the car accident and stuff like that, I also learned to love lifting weights. Mm. Now, I've done men's physique competitions. I've done bodybuilding. I've done that side of things. I've been shredded to where veins were showing out my abs. I don't live that life anymore. I'm a dad. 
I don't really care about having a six pack. I just want to be equipped to do whatever the Lord calls me to do for my family, whether it's protect my wife or go help a neighbor at the, or somebody at the church move, right? Like I want to be functional. I want to be able, right? Um, I'm 32 years old, trying to get ahead of the game too. I don't want to be like just out back when I'm 70. I want to be able to still have fun with my grandkids or great grandkids. So those are my, those are my purposes. Those are my, those are my goals. So I just train like that. What would allow me to do that? I do a little deadlifting. I do, I prefer barbell movements. And then I like going for a bike ride, being in nature. It's good for my mind. It's good for my heart. So if you don't like working out, if you're struggling with that, it's probably because one, you haven't found something that you enjoy. You need to test some things out. Two, you're just being lazy and you need to deal with that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. You're just being lazy. Like, and that's, that's a problem because as Christians, like we're, we're not, we're not called to a safe, comfortable life. Mm. Like if you're following sure. Christ, you're supposed to like, He literally tells us like in this life, you will have tribulation, but like fear not. I have overcome the world. A lot of folks are just trying to be as comfortable as they can and as convenient as possible. Right. Why do you eat the way you do? Uh, it's convenient. Okay. Well, how long have you been living this convenient life? It's literally caused you to gain how much weight mm. you're borderline diabetic and you're living, you're still on this convenient trip. So now you're a slave to convenience. You're a slave to comfort. So you can't be serving God in comfort. It's just like, you can't be serving God in men. Like you're going to put one before the other. So how are you actually truly following Christ and serving him, embracing suffering, mm-hmm. right? Being a disciplined disciple, denying yourself so that you can take up your cross daily and follow him. If you are still operating in convenience and comfort, despite the fact that you see it making you sicker and sicker by the year, by the month, and maybe even by the day, right? So we have to, we have to think about what, what is me not exercising causing and, 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 and kind of wrestling with the reasoning behind, this is the other side of things. It's one side is practically do something small. The other side is addressing why you're not doing it. And a lot of times it's just a mental or emotional thing, man, you're not addressing a part of you that needs to be addressed and actually would be addressed through your uh, stepping out in faith and in an obedience and in discipline to start doing some form of exercise. And uh, that's one reason I love being a coach is because it's so much more than eating chicken and broccoli and doing workouts, man. We're dealing with deeper issues that are going on in people's lives. Coach, you are speaking hard facts. You mentioned something about comfort and convenience and we could, devote an entire episode about that because with the with the progression of technology has come the regression of our physical fitness instead of going out and Mm -hmm. gathering our food we we just go to the grocery store so nothing is wrong with that and even a step further like you just said the instacart so instead of me walking around burning some calories getting my own groceries i just get it delivered to the house or delivered to the trunk and nothing is wrong with these conveniences that we have we're blessed to have it for those that have it but don't need it yeah yeah but don't not work out. And so you said something about discipline. That reminded me of Hebrews chapter 12, verse 11, where it says, for at the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant. Yep. But later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness for those that have been trained by it. Discipline yep. is not the enemy. Discipline is what we need. And this is real people, real talk. We don't sugarcoat the truth here. And coach has already said to stop being lazy. And that's what I had to say to myself. I had to stop being lazy quick story here before we move on i did my annual fitness at the beginning of the year and the doctor 
you know, said I was obese. They didn't sugarcoat it. And they was like, I'm pre-diabetic. And that word just kind of scared me. And so I, I took it to the Lord in, in prayer. Um, but I didn't stop there. I began yeah. to work out more. I made better choices from a nutritional place. And to God be the glory, when I went back for my three-month checkup, it's like, um, congratulations, you are no longer pre-diabetic. And the way I celebrate, and this is a testimony to God, usually I would celebrate with food, um, but I celebrated. <laughs> I know, right? Usually I would celebrate with food. But the way I celebrated was when I got that news, I went straight to the gym and I worked out. I went straight to the gym and I worked out. Keep doing the thing. Yeah, man. Thank you, coach. And you uh, another thing in that you said that was so good was to find something that you enjoy. For me, yeah. I don't like running. But if you put a basketball and nine other people in front of me, I Come enjoy on, man. running, man. And so that's for me. But for you, yeah. it could be tennis. It could be swimming. It could be running. Make your workouts as enjoyable as possible. Um, enjoy life. Yeah. Enjoy life. Get outside. Yep. A new thing that I've been doing, I would go on what I call sunset walks. I would go and walk around the mall and see the sunset, listen to a podcast. It doesn't have to be something super structured to start out, but start now. Um, or even when I'm on the, the treadmill or the elliptical, put on Netflix. Or I like to watch an NBA game to kind of worship receive music, myself. Man. Or your worship music, listen to the scripture, listen to sermons, and you bring us back to faith and fit, well, fitness and faith. So I love that you said that. Absolutely. Yeah. I would say just to kind of, if you feel like you've been lazy and you're like, man, I need some scriptural motivation to get out of this slump. I'd, I'd encourage you to, to just Google slothfulness in, mm. in the Bible and open Bible is a great resource for like, if you're looking for a certain topic and you want to see scriptures based on that specific topic and see how slothfulness is spoken of in scripture and how it actually affects people who are slothful. It's not good, man. It really is. It, it, and you'll, if you, as you look at your life, you realize, man, like if I'm being a lazy where, wherever I lack discipline in an area of my life, I always lack freedom, right? If you're not good with your money. You don't have much. If you suck with your time, you're always busy and you don't have time for the things that really matter. And if you're not disciplined with the way that you live your life on your health and fitness journey, you probably don't have as much physical freedom as you wish you did. I had to write that down. That was, I might use that for a sermon. Wherever you lack discipline, you also lack freedom. freedom. And so you mentioned about sloth. And so one of the scriptures is Proverbs 21 and 25. The desire of the sluggard kills him for his hand refused to labor. We said all of that to say this, don't be lazy, find something that you can enjoy. So when it comes to faith and fitness, what are some of the things that we get wrong about that? Uh, just separating them. That's it. Keeping fitness in a separate box, think, making it secular while, you know, mental things and spiritual things are, you know, kind of under the umbrella of church. That, that again, I think that puts us at a, at a severe disadvantage we talked about our bodies being the temple of the lord and i I say this all the time but their temple is made with his his hands i think Mm -hmm. he deserves to have a seat at the table of our health journey i I think he deserves to be at the center effect of our health journey because it's his body that if we're working out and eating right we are serving we're taking care of so that is the primary focus and i think that's that's a, a a primary setback i think for individuals uh believers and also at church, the church uh, overall. I mean, as I look at the uh, American church culture, I think it's been in part influenced by American culture, mm. right? Like health and fitness really just aren't that important. And I would say 
I would argue that it needs to be a ministry. If you think of the the large percentage, uh, some statistics have st- argued that two thirds of the deaths in America are due to chronic illnesses caused by poor health habits. I would say that's a it, that the health and fitness might be a missed ministry because <laughs> mm. the majority of the deaths are due to people not taking care of themselves, and then the church is not telling anybody to take care of themselves, so the church just looks like the world and they're walking us walk in the church just as unhealthy and coming out just as, you know what I mean? Like just as unhealthy, no change. Right. And so it's funny because we're trying to reach a dying world and they're looking for hope and they're looking for something different, something new, something that resembles life. And they're looking at us and saying, you're just as sick as me. <laughs> What's different about Jesus that actually changes anybody. I mean, I hear what you're saying, but I don't see what you're saying. So yeah, we need to stop separating the two because it's hurting us. I think it's hurting the church. Um, I think it's affecting the kingdom, to be honest. It is, man. You said God deserves to have a seat at the table of our health journey. To my dear listener, let that sink in, man. I believe that you are right. The fitness is missing in many parts of the church. I went to seminary and that's basically uh, a school for those that desire to be pastors and preachers. And it was nicknamed the fat boy school because a lot of us preachers are overweight. And I don't know who said it first, but a lot of us, we are digging our graves with a fork and a knife in the church. We will rebuke the alcohol. We will (laughs) rebuke the drugs. We will rebuke the the sex, but we won't rebuke the banana pudding. We won't rebuke gluttony. We won't rebuke. Oreos. As a matter of fact, when you say gluttony, it kind of reminded me, when was the last time or have you ever heard a sermon about gluttony? We talk about the other no. sins, but what about gluttony? And that's Most something. time you're getting invited to some event after church <laughs> that enables you in your poor eating habits. Listen, we at the church and we, we love the church and want the church to do better. And so we're not making fun of it, but we're just calling her to greatness, calling us to greatness. We eat at everything. Funeral, yeah, wedding, baby shower, and nothing that's not is bad. wrong with that. Right. But the, the choices that we make could be a little bit better. Yeah. Ha- have an option for fruit. Have an option for vegetables. Now, I'm all I'm about and grilled chicken. Yeah. Like, I'm all about enjoying life. I'm all about enjoying our meals. What we're trying to relate to you is moderation and to make yeah. better choices. For sure. As a people, too. I mean, at your home groups, our community groups, right? Like, Let's encourage one another. Everybody doesn't have to bring something cheesy and some sort of dip or whatever it is. Like maybe you have a salad night. Maybe, you know what I mean? Maybe somebody doesn't bring, be that person that brings a healthy option. If everybody else is already bringing in the other stuff, be the difference, right? You know, have to, oh, well, I try to go to these things and I try to be better about it, but they always got this and that. Well, then bring something healthy, bring a salad. You're probably not the only person that wishes there was a healthy option there. You know, so, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Be the influence, be the different make difference maker uh, and to make it even more churchy. Be the light, be the salt, change things up. Yeah. And so, um, coach, you created a fat loss program um, called Fit for Heaven. I love that name. But what does that entail? Yeah. So Fit for Heaven is a 12 week transformation program. We've mapped out 
uh, a full workout program, nutritional education. I actually partnered up with a registered dietitian that goes to my church, Jessica Reed. Um, and she actually handled the full nutrition plan with nutrition missions for every week, recipes, resources to use. And so the goal of this program was actually to provide the church with something that they could run almost like Financial Peace University or, you know, Living Water, something where people churches could employ this and say, okay, we're going to put together a group for people in the church that are struggling on their health journey. And we're going to run this um, as a form of discipleship, fellowship, right? Um, some sort of program is already done for us. The curriculum's there. The whole thing is mapped out. We're going to run this as a small group so that you guys can grow together in the Lord and on your health journey. But we've also been doing it just for individuals as well, too. Individuals can sign up and join and be like whatever week, whatever day you sign up, you, you start that following Monday. Um, but the goal here is, yeah, it's exactly that. It's to get somebody from the beginner phase of their health journey, right? Maybe, you know, early intermediate to a place where you feel very confident on your health journey. You've learned, you've really learned about nutrition so that you can make decisions about food based on food, not based off of jargon and misconceptions and stuff on the internet, right? You just understand it for yourself. The workout program is designed to really in, uh, um, enhance your functionality and stimulate fat loss. Uh, there's a devotional plan, an 84-day devotional plan. We're focusing on a different biblical principle every single week from temptation to making decisions to being double-minded. I mean, we're, we're really attacking a lot of stuff that people are dealing with on a, on a deeper level through scripture through promptings, activities. Um, we, and so there's a lot that goes into that side. And then there's just a lot of hands-on support. You've got a full community. Everybody in the program is in the private Facebook group. They have a private chat within the app that you get, the training app where you get all your workouts and track progress. Uh, we do bi-weekly Zoom calls where we pray and talk about wins and struggles and answer questions for you. And so there's just so much that goes into this to ensure that the church is getting healthy, has the support that they, that that these that the believers that we're serving need, um, and, and just to make sure that you have a clear plan of action with some accountability to go along with it. So basically, we're not just telling the people what to do, but we're telling them how to do it. And that is a great resource. And I'm going to leave that link to your website, um, Coach Matthew, so that our dear listener can learn more about it. Fit for heaven. Now it's the return of our rapid fire questions. Oh boy, I'm ready. Coach, here we go. You will have 30 seconds or less to answer the following questions. Are you ready? I'm so ready. All right, let's go. What fitness advice would you give to your younger self? My younger self, stop smoking cigarettes and uh, just start doing something, anything. (laughs) (laughs) Favorite healthy snack? Favorite healthy snack is rice cake with almond butter. Mm. What is your all-time top three favorite exercises? Deadlift. Deadlift clean and press and bike riding. (laughs) And lastly, how can our dear listener go from surviving to thriving in their fitness journey? Yeah. Put God at the center of your health journey. Do it with him. I'll I'll, I'll put you back to uh, Proverbs three, five through six. Um, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he'll direct your path. Confused about what you should be doing on your health journey. Start leaning into him. Seek for help and start taking action. Coach Matthew Gay, 
Thank you so much, not only for joining the podcast, which personally I'm grateful for, but also I want to thank you for what you're doing for the body of Christ at the intersection of faith and fitness. Thanks, man. And thank you so much for listening. You know the drill. If this episode has brought value to your life, take a few seconds to share it with a friend. But until next time, go be all that God has called you to be. Don't be lazy. Get off the couch. God bless you.